back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're having kind of a revival time. We're sitting up behind yeah. the Goodwill. How have I done we this are, in, We are ever. back in the olden spot. Mm-hmm. And let's note, for the second week in a row. Yeah. Well, an we're unbroken on a streak. streak. A hot streak. <laughs> Two. Um, yeah. And yeah. we're just looking out over the maintenance needs of the La Quinta Inn. And <laughs> the... <laughs> Some of the uh, yeah runaway weeds on this this yeah uh, yeah they do need to get out yeah it. but starting to get some beautiful fall color here and there it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it's pretty it's a good it time is. of year out it's here really good so I feel like we ought to issue everyone a warning in advance because I can already tell no I Becca, can tell I'm going to be very reasonable and measured the thing is. We already know what we're going to call this episode because as we were driving through McDonald's <laughs> to get Rachel a Diet Coke, we were already on the subject. We were subduing the subject. That's and, true. And uh, we know what we're going to call this episode. Well, who knows? Because we may end up talking Come about on, nothing but let, embroidery the whole up, time. But all I'm up saying... To it. Is that we know that this is revenge of the old ladies. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is us in that mood. Okay. You've and met us Grandma before Bessie in this to, mood. Grandma Bessie used to say, wait, or dad used to say about Grandma Bessie because it was a PG Woodhouse quote, I think. <laughs> Step in high, wide, and handsome. <laughs> yep. That's, it and it's something that it you're is. allowed to do when you're an old when lady. You're old. So yeah. today we're calling ourselves the old lady. I have like definitely Becca's some a grandma. I, well, Becca's I'm about to grandma, and I've got actual no, gray you hairs. Are. You have two grandchildren. Yeah, I know it's true. I haven't met them yet, though. But I know, but, but they're there. You see this? They, yeah. There's gray in Look there. Look at Becca. I might have beat you to a few. I've gray got hairs. a couple. You've got none that I can see, but Look. I um oh I do I see one. Mine tend to go like actually clear. They like yeah. are they are lost. I definitely have some on top. Like, yeah. It's, so it's look, a, guys. Yeah. That if we don't have moral authority from the nope. few gray hairs we no. located right no. here in your presence, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what would give us moral authority. <laughs> so I was telling Becca, I, as you all know, I have a baby. Although she's an old lady. She has she a has baby. baby. I am doing that interesting <laughs> living in two worlds that I never anticipated and that is a fantastic You realize, journey. Rachel, that it cracks me up that you're always talking like you are an old lady, but you're basically at prime childbearing moments for your first if we were to go by know, right? people's usual life plans. You yeah, know? and that's true. Not, yeah, well, people's messed up life plans. Yeah. I... No, but I'm just saying, most people would have felt like they really... Do you really, know something gross? That they're almost ready now to start a family when they hit your age. Do you want they, to know something gross I yeah. recently found out? Please, tell me a gross uh, thing. Yeah, I know <laughs> that there are big companies, big corporations that offer egg freezing as a... Oh, yeah. As a benefit, you know, mm-hmm. because what we would like you to do is freeze your fertility... So that you can give the best of your life to us as a company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then later, yeah, eke out your old age with still hopefully being able to have a I child. just met a guy who, uh, just one of those guys you are like randomly talking to. We were on a trip. Mm-hmm. He's older than Ben. Uh-huh. And he had just like 
10 days before had his first child. Well, and I mean, there's lots of reasons why that could just happen Sarah to Abraham. somebody. Yeah, it could, <laughs> might just happen. But I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine trying to start out at so, that point. I didn't get to the gross thing. I did, but I didn't. Which is that, do you know what your percentage chance of a live birth from frozen eggs is? No. Seven. Oh, geez. So, the part that's amazingly gross about this. You'd have to is, just it's like so much. It's like, it's not, like the way that it is made to seem like, it'll be... We'll just schedule this whenever. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. the kind of thing that someone's like never really thought through how actually difficult and an uphill battle this will be. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what an insane thing it is to go so against nature in so many ways and think that you won't have any problems. That's I think that that's well, the thing. I'm, you know how like you hear stories of some you know lady who'd been socking away her twenty dollar bills for years and years and mm -hmm. should have. A million by now but she'd been putting them under the floorboard where they were just getting wet and rotting you know that's yeah. what this feels like yeah. like people think yes. they've got all their they're bases covered no because they're not wrong that this is a valuable thing that they mm -hmm. should make provision for in some way right they're right. not wrong that this is um that it that it matters they're wrong in thinking that you can do it this way and have it all work out yeah yeah. You know, however. Okay, but we said we were going to do the revenge of the old lady. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. as an old lady with a baby. I'm and here. As an old lady without a baby, but who's had five back in the early days. Yeah, but there's a lot of shifts that have happened in, in babies. And this is why I feel like such an old lady. Because I look uh, at what people are doing. I, you know what? It is true. Because I'm just in a groove of I know how I care for a baby. And right. so, I'm doing that. But I don't really care very much. I'm not, like, pouring over all of the new materials here and there. I understand that things change. You all know we've already said our piece about the uh, unisex children's clothing. The yeah, whole, the whole yeah. like, there is no gender among infants is something <laughs> that I cannot, cannot get on board with. But this is something that I think is just, like, okay... Guys, I know that there is a big piece of the pie of the audience here that has been affected by this thing that we're going to talk about, is involved in it, and may disagree with us. That's okay. So we're going to be cautious. We're going to tiptoe. We're going to be so nuanced. Not really, but we're what gonna we are going to do is tell you... Qualifications. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm here to say, guys, is that... There is about 90% more fascination with pumping breast milk now than ever yeah, before. For sure. And for what sure. I think has to be brought up and brought to everyone's attention is that this is not because this is an essential part of infant care. It is right. because our entire culture is very invested in separating children from their biological parents, from their biological mother, from, like, they're very invested in the getting you to think that not being the one, like, that 
your breast milk somehow exists totally separately from right. the baby that's going to eat it. And so you just pump this product and throw it in the freezer. And now a bunch of you who are stay at home moms and you are breastfeeding and you're also pumping and putting milk in the freezer. Right. I don't care if that's what you like to do. I, but I, <laughs> but I do think that you should ask yourself why, why is it more convenient to give a baby a bottle somewhere right. than to go sit down and just nurse them? Right. Right. Like, why is it convenient? Because you want to wear dresses all the time when you're in public. I don't, you know, like I understand that there are convenience reasons oh, yeah. that you're like, I'd rather just give my baby a bottle. But the reality is there's a lot more going on. Well, yes. And I think praise be for the technology when you need it. Totally. We and both, there, we have both yeah. had to pump at yeah. times when that was what had to be done. And, and our first and baby had a significant heart problem when he was born and just throughout the like hospitals and all of that, we're, we're like feeding him through a tube, Yeah, you know, that was like taped to the finger so you could make sure he was getting up, you know, like thank the Lord that yeah. there is the technology to do that, that kept him alive. But at the same time, that was a more extenuating circumstance. Mm -hmm. And for the regular every day of me being a mom with a baby, it just, right. I, it wasn't a necessary piece of my right. day. And when Ezra had to go a long time without eating because of some medical stuff when he was having seizures, I had to pump because you're trying to keep your supply up. You're trying to care for a baby. Yeah. You're not, it's not like you're pumping just because we're separating like, the milk product from the person yeah, who needs it. Like You're doing it to care for the baby. It's become a weird hobby for people. Okay, but I, yes, but this is a, this is the part that I want to say is that don't think that these things actually exist like that this companies that work on breast milk are somehow not part of our culture and part of the sick twisted things that are happening. Now this, I will bring this up to you because recently in consulting with a mother about breastfeeding, I was like, Oh, what you need to do is get a supplemental nursing system, which is a way to let the baby suckle while getting milk from a bottle. Right. So it's like, a, sure. the, a, it's like what you're talking about with the yeah. finger it's little yeah. tube. Um, but when I pull it up, this is like the best brand. Medela is like a great brand of like, it's like hospital-grade sure. pumps, all of this stuff. How is this marketed? As a chest feeder. Yeah, of course. Of course. Right? Perfect for the transparent. For, yeah. Here we have... <laughs> here we have... And now, like, this is a... Medela is a brand that brings us the best in, in the... Like, well, I don't know. I don't really... I'm just saying. They are a well-respected sure. brand. Yeah. And they are offering us something... With where we can feed a baby breast milk from a man's chest mm -hmm. because as one does is what they're <laughs> acting like. The, the absolute basics of baby care involve pretending men are mothers. And you're like, you know, actually, no. So, and all yeah. of the stuff yeah. about surrogates, about buying and trading breast milk all over the place is like, here's, here's the thing though, guys. Okay. And I do want to say this also, there have always been wet nurses in yep. the world and yep. bless them for their efforts. Like yep. I'm not, 
I think what we're trying to say is more just turn on your brain about See, what in the culture is creating here's this. the thing I'm using this illustration a lot lately so it might be that I just did it last week on the podcast I don't really remember but the thing is is if you have ever tried to eliminate gluten from your diet you start looking at labels and you start discovering that although you thought you just had to cut out toast it turns out gluten is in everything it's yeah. it's like absolutely everywhere it's probably in your cheese I don't know but it's in places where you didn't expect it you know like and as soon as you start actually reading those little tiny labels you discover oh look what was a hidden thing in here sure. and people need to read the labels on their own assumptions about life because you think it doesn't have any weird secular baggage with it no because it absolutely well because might. in part you're thinking why would it it's the baby care aisle like do i really yeah. need to worry about yeah or if this is made to look cute why would i think this is a gender bending infant outfit yeah. right like right. if i'm like oh but it's cute yeah it's very hip it's very yeah. with it it yeah. shows that i am a woman of great taste that I am doing this. And I and the, the reality is just that it's gross what people are trying to do yeah. to infants. Yeah. And we don't want like even like okay, and yes again, are there all kinds of circumstances where you need to pump and thank the Lord or are yeah, there yeah, circumstances definitely. where someone had a baby and cannot for some legitimate moral reason be at home with sure. the infant. Yes, yeah. there is. Yeah. But should it be the norm for a mom to be in a bathroom somewhere else pumping while another person is feeding the baby somewhere else with 3 weeks well, ago <clears throat> milk? I think this is this is the thing. Is that the reason this came up in the first place is because we were talking about you reading the book on the difference between flavor and taste. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and that is yeah. what made us think of this in the first place is that, wait, which way does it go? Taste is I always think the same? No, I flavor is always the same. Flavor is a, like <clears throat> a scientific, no, yes. Flavor is a scientific situation. Like what is the flavor of this? Right, or what are the item. ingredients what are in the, this breast milk? What, what are, are the all chemical of the components? But yeah. the taste is actually influenced by situation, by smell, by sound, by everything. So, like, it's the, the whole experience. So the, of taste, the taste that what a baby is experiencing when you're breastfeeding them is the smell of a mother, the sound of her heartbeat, the temperature of the being held next to the skin. The you talking, you the rhythm of your breathing, all of this is actually changing the the taste experience yeah. that the baby is having. And so it is not like you cannot cut the mother and the situation and the temperature and everything out of nursing and have the baby getting the same thing somewhere else. Right. You can you can lovingly care for a child and have them not be breastfeeding. Of course, of course. But like if for some reason you have to be feeding them with a bottle, you should still be nursing them as much as you possibly can. Meaning when I say nursing, I mean holding them right next to you. Like, yeah. like making eye contact with them, like being excessively present in this yeah. experience. And I'm just going to throw this out here. 
one of the things that I that is important. Temperature matters. Baby, God made babies to eat <laughs> things that are warm because they yeah. are body temperature. So, like, sometimes I'll see people thawing a frozen slushy of breast milk to give it to baby this is okay guys full-on revenge of the old ladies right oh, here we are me like don't go giving your baby no cold milk okay but but i'm saying guys and and i do want to put in parentheses that you do seamlessly transition into the person that wants everyone to put a blanket on a baby it just yeah, happens you to you so yeah, you that's do. i'm sorry we're th- we're there we we're there. there and we are but this is the thing Babies are not, it is not a matter of no import who's holding them or where they are or what's like, it, it is not like, oh, they don't know what's happening. So it doesn't matter. I think it's interesting how people care more about how they're like, they're going to eat a chicken sandwich. They care more about how that chicken was treated than they care about their own children because it's like. You know, they get mad about the sort of industrial farming of chickens. But mm-hmm. our country has got a well-oiled machine of industrial farming children. Totally. It's like... And it's the same thing. I would just say it's the same thing with formula. That I've, I have given babies... My twins had formula for a short little while. When I realized that they would be more blessed by a mother with a brain then this <laughs> when I nursed them to like eight months and then realized I am like in a coma all the time <laughs> only nursing these children and then, and then we gave them a bottle and all of us praised the Lord with our with our transition into less full-time nursing to baby tanks that I had going anyways the point what I'm trying to say is I'm not objecting to formula either but what you're talking about the industrial complex is like like the formula companies invest in trying to get people to have problems nursing but also I just mean they're slapping their kids into daycare the daycare is run by who knows who with you know, maybe a revolving door of caregivers. So these kids have no attachment. Minimum wage caregivers that as soon as a child might recognize them and like them, they might never come back. Yeah. And so you get attached to one and then, oh, she took a different job somewhere else. And then you're in there with a million other little tiny infants Mm -hmm. and toddlers. And, and like, how is that not like putting all the chickens in a barn in a weird, unnatural whatever and I don't Mm. care about the chickens (laughs) like I do care about the babies and so not that we couldn't ever care about the chickens no but it's you know what I mean it's that our culture is venting a self-righteousness in areas where we feel like we can and actively pursuing vice and evil (laughs) in other areas that are far more important but also in ways that are entirely antagonistic to nature oh yeah like well like freezing your eggs like injecting yourself with a ton of stuff in the hope that you can falsely uh allow things to happen or even or even this is a real pet peeve of mine the pill is one of these things that i think is amazing that it is i think it's class b i'm not looking it up right now but it's a carcinogenic. Okay. Everyone knows. It's like on the same level as asbestos. <laughs> right. 
Like and there's people like who... and there and you can get in like legal trouble if you take a siding with asbestos in it off of your house without public permission and doing it appropriately because it sure, is but... a cancer causing agent. But again, people would never eat a chicken that had been given hormones and yet they're taking literal hormone right altering and, and I just ask you, what do you think it does to your body? To tell it it's pregnant every month and miscarrying every month for years. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's how oh, yeah. the pill works, is that you, know you, what else? you prevent pregnancy by making your body think you're pregnant. This is a third-hand third um, observation, okay. which means, guys, don't treat this as me presenting the scientific data. Because I think one of my daughters was telling me this, that... I think it was maybe Jordan Peterson. So everyone else has probably heard this and I don't listen to Jordan Peterson very much. So, um, but he said that there's, they did some study where, um, they showed women a picture of a man, but they had Photoshopped him. So it was like two different ways. Like one, okay. they made him more masculine looking, stronger jaw, all this kind of thing. And then the other one, they made him more soft and feminine looking. Mm -hmm. And then they asked him which one was more attractive. And all the women who were uh, mid-month in their cycle, like fertile, basically, <laughs> thought that the masculine guy was more attractive. And then all of the women on their period thought that the feminine guy was more attractive. and Or, or that's how the data broke. And then he was saying, now imagine that you've basically made an entire nation of women all constantly millions of women constantly in a state of you know what i mean acting oh, yeah. you, like you get them all into a constantly looking for a con softer man yeah it's very strange but i have to say though we have. Are, you said you weren't going to look it up. You I am. Totally I'm are. sorry. I'm checking because I didn't want to lie. I like that both of us are just wheeling off with scientific. Data That's how that you know that we don't. We uh, sit behind Goodwill and we spout off about things we thought we think we remember from seeing somewhere once. Um. So, it's group one carcinogen is the pill. Okay, but I feel like here's the thing: we've gone around you know, sort of like whacking people with the canoe paddle on one side. Mm -hmm. But we, we, I think we, we have to turn our attention and whack the people with we the must. canoe paddle on the other we side. Must, because here's the other thing. We're going to be adequately revenging as old ladies. <laughs> here's the thing. When it comes to examine your assumptions and see if there's weird worldview baggage. It's kind of like it. saying, why would the devil want me to think this is cool? Right. Now, on the other, you've got all of the, the women who are like, I will have a career. I like that we have sound Hello, effects. Hello, Ezra. That are very... Um, I'll dry it a little bit, see if that yeah, chills Yeah, sounds good. Um, you've got uh, all the women who are like, no, I want a career. I want to put off having children. I'm going to freeze my eggs. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to pump. I'm going to have frozen breast milk. I'm going to not see my child. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> like... You've got, okay, those people. That's what we've just been sort of talking about. But on the other side, you get the the crazy, over-the-top, 
hypernatural people <laughs> where it's like attachment parenting you could never ever An set a baby problem. down because if you set a baby down you're traumatizing them and they're you're teaching I them actually you actually know. know from Ezra's this I just need to throw this out there because this is an interesting also a scientific tidbit that I can't <laughs> back up right now uh, however it is good and interesting in my opinion that the higher IQs, not just IQs, but like just um, mentally healthier, smarter, you know, like whatever areas, that it corresponds with the safer, it, the safer the ground is because it's so good for babies to be on the ground. It's so, oh, it's I remember you so me this. good for their development to be just put on the floor and work like where they just mess around and work on stuff but basically. places where there's snakes but and there's scorpions snakes and, and that, yeah like the less safe it is to just put a baby on the ground the it really impacts men like which is why some kind of like third world countries are well no not why but all, one of the factors in third world countries development is that they, they are typically very unsafe Sure. Environment, you know, like the, yeah. the there's yeah. a lot of snakes and ga- just dangerous things. Yeah. Where so, but the but the point that I'm making is actually that when tying a baby on your back is a thing that you do because it is not safe to not have a baby on your back. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, but it does not actually facilitate great lo- development yeah. for the baby. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah, and and I think that there is so much garbagey worldview. That is infused into that whole approach to parenting, and that tends to be um, a really romantic worldview. Um, and, and I mean, romantic in the proper sense, yeah. N- not in a. It's sentimental, also, but but you know yeah. what I mean. Like, there's a lot of sort of secular romantic worldview assumptions <laughs> that go into that, where nature nature is unfallen and pure, and if we can just it be as close as possible to nature, then everything we, will be right. Luke and I recently were at a, a dinner where the, it was a catered dinner where the person catering it was, um, their kind of shtick is local, local, local. Like everything yeah. is a local ingredient. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what really brings a meal down though? I'll tell you, is when you have to itemize every ingredient that you have encountered on your way to making this. Because you, once the entire um, virtue of the meal is the ingredients and where you quested to get them and how yeah. you preserve yeah. them and what you've done to bring them together into this Mm-hmm. fine offering and some of the food was totally great and fine but it really funny because you find and and where you're sort of like this could have used a bit of cinnamon but you no, can't because no, there's no the thing, local it was funny cinnamon. is that they actually just slipped in some things like while making a great to do about the regional preserves they and how everything is so local and occasionally little glick like little glitches would come through like with sitar. <laughs> yeah. or, but the one that or, I thought instance, was black pepper. Yeah, I thought that one that was so funny that that came through anyways was like this is our our hummus of local because we do grow garbanzo beans. Yeah, yeah. But no no sesame. Like with a gently whipped tahini. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. from where's that? Yeah. 
Where'd you get your tahini? Did you get it at the Winco? Did you find <laughs> I don't know why I went off on this, except for the virtue signaling very hard is in I think of that like local food is so much along the same lines where people are buying into the like earthy bit like yeah. the only thing that is good is me and my uh what I can grow in my backyard and what I can teach my child is the only right. thing they ever need to be taught. Right. And what, you know, like just, but in a way, I guess if I was picking a, picking a, if I had to pick a ditch for us all to get in, I'd much prefer that one to I think, the like factory production of children. I, yeah, sure. But I do think that many people are, very bizarrely doing the splits between both ditches at the same time. That's true. And also it's true that in our circles, I think we're, we're likely to be impacted by both, but far more likely to fall all the way into this homesteady hometown. That's, I think at least the people who are listening to this podcast That's what I mean. Is it, are yeah. far more likely to be on that because side of Because they're more likely to already appreciate the the family, the home, the, you know, like, and they're yeah, consequently and see the problems right. with the secular modernity, which is just horrific. Yeah. Like really horrific. And gross. And just that babies are not, babies are not interchangeable units. Like, uh, and how important it is for, and okay, actually, wow, we are going to do massive revenge of the old ladies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Babies are not interchangeable units. Neither are their mothers or their fathers. And that means, and again, yes, there are extenuating circumstances, but one, some of the people that are not interchangeable for me are my other children. Like my, like, my baby needs me, not sisters, yeah. not yeah, brothers. For and sure. Although those brothers and sisters are a huge gift to any child, it should still primarily be a parent-child relationship yeah, and, and of care. course, there are hard circumstances yeah. where that's not possible, and then you do the next best thing. But, like, to but, me... But when, when you're in a hard circumstance, part of the hard is that it's not as good. That's... Yeah, and, and, and I it's think okay it's really, to say... Yes. This is not as good, and that's part of why we need support and care and prayer and right. comfort. Be because if you had your leg in a cast and you had to walk around on crutches, you can be grateful for the crutches and grateful for the cast because without them, it would be way worse. But at the same time, acknowledging that, like, well, this is a difficulty right now because I am not in an optimal situation where I have two legs, mm -hmm. you know, and... And there's nothing, you should be grateful for your hardships and you should thank the Lord for your hardships, but it, there, nothing in that means you need to pretend like it's right. not one. Well, or like if everybody's thinking, well, you don't understand, we didn't get pregnant easily, so we had to look into hormones or whatever we, you know, like we had to deal. It's like, you know, but that's, that's actually a hardship. Right. right. So like you went through a hardship, but I will say right here, this is another, this is a place where I think we do cross over. The, the groups would cross over like you were talking about the two ditches Yeah, <laughs> meet in a ditch in the middle. Yeah. And that is in Christian circles where you value children, where you may be around people who value pregnancy, value children, and you're having fertility problems, which 
leads you to need to tap in in some way to this industrial complex that is, you know, like maybe you go to see a fertility specialist, but now you're dealing with someone who does not share fundamental theological beliefs that yeah. you have. And there are, there are fertility remedies that are consistent with the Christian faith, right? Like right. if your doctor looks into your situation and it's like, wow, you're, you're all off on this way or, you know, whatever, there's something we can do to adjust this that will give you a better chance of getting pregnant naturally or whatever. But this is an industry that is absolutely filthy. It's corrupt. So if Completely you are, corrupt. if you are thinking you're going to go to like a fertility specialist, you're, you have to recognize that in most of the world, this is a death dealer. This is a place where they are fertilizing tons of extra eggs, picking some off, doing, doing selective abortions to give the most viable embryo a better chance like these are not your no. people christian these like are these are not with a moral compass no and so in the same <laughs> way that i would say i don't think it's impossible for a christian to have dealings with you know like to actually have to go to some place where you're like this is a sure. place where we have to hold our nose and thank the lord that we can get the help we need sure. but we have to be very alert the whole time yeah. to what are you doing again read the labels i asked read someone the fine i print. asked someone once about iud which is just gonna throw us out there also not an acceptable form of birth control for christians because it is abortifacient right so we're it's a it uses as a line of defense not letting a fertilized egg implant which is just not one of the things christians should be doing so but I asked about, I was like, yeah, but what, how often does that happen? Because, you know, I was talking to an OB at the time. And he said, you know, there's really not any data on that. Like, nobody's really looking. And I'm like, which shows you how this is not a uh, product that we have any interest in ever even getting sort of involved with. Because right. it is people who don't think it matters one way or another. Right. Right. And if it doesn't matter one way or another, if we're thwarting fertilized eggs, then we clearly don't serve the same God. Like, and I don't want anything to do with your helpful tools for controlling fertility. Right. Like, right. and we've often said, Luke and I have joked that the, that Christian birth control there is immoral, ineffective, and permanent, permanent. <laughs> and, and if you're and those are the those appear to be the options and you have to recognize that most of the group is immoral you know like huge amounts of this is just an immoral industry and it is godless it hates god it hates life it's like i think i think this comes back though to honestly this has been the premier fight for feminism Mm -hmm. for the last 150 years was on this exact subject. I remember seeing a feminist thing that um, was like, we will not truly be the equal of men until we also have urinals. And <laughs> I was like, whoa, 
this was not a that was not a fight of feminism that really caught on. Here's the problem. Like I haven't seen a lot no. of women that really are like that's it. But the controlling your own fertility caught the imagination of every woman. But I also think that that battle is so thoroughly won in our culture. Yeah. That they now don't really know what to fight about anymore. So they I feel like that's why it's gotten actually, so so strangely into the bushes. I actually have a thought on this that I just realized this the other day. Because one of the marvels of the time that we're living in is the irrationality of it all. Because sometimes you're like, I'm actually really wondering how a world that got so swept up in feminism is, you know, having the trans uh, prom queen. Well, I think that's just... No, the- but I mean, like... What I'm saying is it's hard for me when, when, when it's like, here's the man winning the women's swimming event. You're like, well, I, it is hard for me to imagine how the people who love feminism are appreciating this. But I had a thought the other day. Okay. And this parallels very nicely with what we're talking about, which is that it's never been about letting you be fertile in the places you wanted to be fertile infertility and barrenness is the ultimate femininity to feminists. Oh, and yeah. what is more barren than a man pretending to be a woman? Sure. Nothing. Like it's the <laughs> ultimate woman of the year because there, there is absolutely no circumstance in which this person can bear life. <laughs> no, like, it's true. And, and everyone's it's like, true. well, that makes him the creme de la creme of the women folk. Like, what do we want from our high school daughters? Barrenness. What do we want from our, like, it's like, this is, this is actually what we love. And, and that is a thing that I was like, that's interesting because every bit of this kind of, um, we want you to, we want you to start out in your youth with making yourself infertile and, and nonetheless sexually available. You know, like we want you to be, yeah. we want to cultivate this barren life for women. And I just think it's an interesting thing. I was like, well, that in, in that mindset of like, don't do this thing, don't have the baby, you know, don't mm-hmm. do the whatever. In that mindset, it makes a lot more sense to me why they would be like, Bruce, you're making a mighty fine woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I can yeah. see, I can see now how, yeah, I just yeah. have never been able to get my mind around what they thought were the, what, but I do features. feel, I do feel like the insistence on, um, completely severing a woman from her fertility uh-huh. while wanting to leave the sexuality on the right side of that division. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that has been the project well, I think this it's because, whole time. I think it's because, honestly, I I actually think that this is a self-destructive, suicidal thing, right? Oh, absolutely. So, there's no... The reality is, had they gone for the sex no one would have gone along with it. Will they destroy sex? Absolutely. Have they already done a ton to mess? Like, but my point is they couldn't have taken, they couldn't have proposed. Right. No, no, no. We couldn't have proposed to people. How about you just give up sex entirely and become (laughs) sexless 
droids. <laughs> Everyone would have been like, doesn't appeal things. Like, not interested in this. But when you start with like, what if you could have as much sex as you ever wanted and never have a consequence, then <clears throat> people were like, well, 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 that starts to sound But like that has been from day one with feminism. They recognized that fertility is very much the problem that they oh, had to solve. Ab- oh, absolutely. And so they didn't begin with abortion. Like and Margaret weirdly, Sanger didn't start with abortion no. and she's sort of famous. They started be- with feeling sorry for women who had a bunch of kids. Yeah. And they also were fighting for birth control. Uh-huh. And so birth control was the first sort of significant battle. There was, there was temperance and, and yeah. stuff votes for women, but I mean, the birth control was the thing first. Then they moved on to abortion. And they basically, the propaganda was so strong the whole time that they have completely convinced the American public, basically, that a woman's fertility is her enemy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just saw today this Instagram suggested that I might like this video. And it was just a comedian, this woman going on I actually went back and like turned the volume on because I was like I want to hear what this woman is up to here and she's like I don't want to have children I want to have a career she said but everyone's going to tell you oh you can have it all and then she starts going on about like no that's not good having it all is not good when was the last time you went to an all-you-can-eat buffet and thought I'm really happy I did that and then she just goes on to talk about how horrific it is to have children and how mm. the whole system, and then you have to breastfeed. And then, and then if you don't, then you're a bad mom. And if you do, like, don't do it here. Go over there with the other breastfeeding trolls. And like, like it was just, the whole thing was about how horrific it is to be a mother and how the whole society is, is stacked against you doing it all. So you shouldn't do it all. You should just have a career. Just don't have kids. And there's like a million likes on this thing. Everybody thinks it's hilarious. Hilarious what she's talking about. And it's like, I really feel like the feminist battle on this is pretty significantly won outside of faithful Christians. Uh And so I just think it's super important that if you have rejected the main lie of feminism, like if you've seen through it and you've rejected it, Make sure you're not accidentally buying into it in a lot of places where you didn't realize it was right. part of the package. You know, like if you if you do reject it on principle, then just make sure you've gotten it all the way out, uh-huh. and you're not still weirdly participating it in it accidentally. And I think a lot of people, like just aside from the fertility thing, I think a lot of young women basically think they're conservative. But they're making lots of decisions that they don't see how weirdly impacted by feminist ideals it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're going to go off to the city, they're going to pursue their career, they're going to get, you know, on the fast track to promotion and all of this stuff. And they think, I'm a conservative, I totally want to be, you know, get married and have kids, but, you know, right Mm -hmm. now I'm just going to do this. And they just don't they don't see how much baggage I think they're taking on from the world. Right. And I think whenever we see that, whenever you see like, whoa, the baggage is big here. I think it's always, and this is guys, I mean, in some ways my, the rant about breast milk is trivial. In other ways it isn't at all because it is inroads that have been made 
right? Like, yeah. it's bizarre inroads. So, like, anytime I actually saw somewhere and it, it was the kind of thing that every once in a while something hits me so, like, where you're like, I feel pretty acclimated to how bad this itch is. But every once in a while something <laughs> hits you that Stuns makes you, you feel like, your I, I'm going to actually have to go throw up in those bushes right now because <laughs> this is too physical of a thing and it was uh, a woman maintaining that like being a surrogate is her real Christian witness to people like how she like she is making money by farming babies for unbelievers okay you know where you're like I will carry a baby for these gay men and I will tell them that Jesus loves them and it will be a great witness that I've had. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you are like working at the wicked factory. You know what's funny? You are selling your, like something that God gave you that is so valuable. Like, and you are far, like renting it out on the weekends to debauchery parties. I was, since, you know, Bible reading challenge, we just were in... Genesis lately and I was noting how interesting it is that that early in the game we got into the surrogacy <laughs> issues <laughs> fine take my like, handmaiden yeah, and I yeah, will have like, her child and then she can have it for me and then I will take the baby like it's crazy like right out of the blocks really we were into the ethical but issues at least, there at least then it was polygamy like at least then it was like you know, Hagar is his. He took her as a concubine or a wife. Did well, it say as a wife? I feel like it says as a wife. I don't, but I but don't at least so. then it was not. Um, All I'm saying and, well, is, my, this, is my this is an old it, issue. Is it's what an I'm old saying. issue, but it wasn't. Abraham and Sarah asked if Laban's wife could. Yeah. Ha like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, it is an old issue. Babies as commodities is an old issue but uh -huh. now uh -huh. it just oh there's every time i can you can think to blow opposite of the this baby is just an interchangeable unit do right. like yeah. in every yeah. way and and i think that in every way of like you guys i i'm an old lady and here i am telling you this but there's no real reason that you have to be able I don't understand it. I don't think I've ever left a nursing infant longer than, like, I've never left them somewhere for our pleasure. No. Where someone needed to feed them in the meantime while I was gone. Like, yeah. the baby is stuck with us. And then I feel like that's just manifestly the way and, that it's supposed to be know, like for as long as is, I need to be nursing a baby the baby is with us as long as I need to be nursing a baby I am not going to put myself into a situation where my outfit choices have meant that the baby's going to be starving you know like yeah there, you can find ways to there's not, ways you there's can ways. find it will the reality is that I don't understand making it a thing that is a problem I don't understand it being like um 
No, I, think I it, must, but we must go out of town for a weekend. So I'm going to have to do all of this. Well, okay. Yes. Maybe there is a time except for, I'm just saying I have eight children and we've never, never found a time that we had to get ourselves away well, from them. We were for, back when we just had four kids and, um, they were little and we were in England for the summer and Ben for an anniversary gift, um, got us tickets to Paris for a few days, which was mm -hmm. super fun. But Hero was like three months old. And so obviously Hero came to Paris. I mean, you know, it yeah. was just sort of like that we had a baby. So if we're going to go to Paris, we went the with baby the baby. comes with. And the, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it is a... There's just some things that don't actually need to be out on the this I think is not a problem to solve yeah people you, invent the problem and then they invent the solution to their invented problem right when sometimes but of course there are other extenuating circumstances where you're yeah, in the hospital if you had that problem i hope you know yeah, that we're yeah, not yeah, talking yeah. about you we're no. just talking about basic like baby care theory but it's kind of like but Christian i just Christian mothers give up a significant part of themselves and their life for their children. Right. And so when you get to like, well, it would be a bridge too far to ask me to not be on a wine tour. Right. Or like, like well, a bachelorette just, I'm weekend. Sorry, you can't do that. And I just don't even feel bad saying it. I just can't even. Or, yes, you can. But you're going to have to take your baby with you. Well, I think it just feels like to me, like there are things that's like, what you are saying about the feminist assumptions is that our flesh can just bridle at things. It's like, you're going to have to give that up. Yeah. You're going to have to not do that. You're yeah. going to have to give up wearing that big suit that you wanted to wear. <laughs> that is a zip up the back jumpsuit. If you're going to a location where you're going to need to feed a baby, like, I just don't understand the problem. Like, the problem yeah. is, yeah. pick something else to wear. The pro like... <laughs> That's what I mean. I, like, it's like, the, I don't feel bad saying, sure, sure. you're going to have to let that go. They're no. just going to be the... And, and, and if circumstances put you in a body guys, cast, I then by all means... Do avail you yourself do. of whatever. But if you yeah. just really wanted to be in the jumpsuit on a wine tour without your baby, then... Then tough a lucka. <laughs> Make different choices. <laughs> I, I think it's just... But I think the thing is... I mean, I guess at the heart of this, the thing is that you... Pregnancy, we all know from having been pregnant that it that it takes over your body. It takes over your, like it, you yeah. know, which is what, why the feminists resent it, which is why people like, there's a reason that people argue that having a baby will destroy your life. And so when you have the temptation to act like the jumpsuit you wanted to wear is everything that ever mattered to you. And this <laughs> is destroying your life. Like you need to recognize who you're kind of siding with right. here and just right. be like, actually I'd like to throw it all in on the glad self-sacrifice element. Right. And guys, I speak as a person who has worn many a thing I didn't admire. <laughs> so I, I feel like I, I, uh, <sighs> 
Yeah. You know, I one particular Easter outfit <laughs> really, really always presents itself as the time of great doom that I was unbelievably bad because it was the time of the black eye and and <laughs> entirely unflattering like start with a physical unzip of ec- epic proportions because I'd had the twins yeah, yeah. and um, you start with a we can't keep it together in any way physically and then I think mom bought me a skirt somewhere random that she was like maybe this and I and I was like I don't know maybe that's it for me like maybe that's all there is so but I I remember it being a montage of doom that I like I I hated every <laughs> I part of it how sweet of mom and then oh, there a million you are percent a million percent it was a montage no, no, of no, doom no. it was because <laughs> because it was more about what could you get yourself into <laughs> yeah, than yeah, it was yeah. about what are the choices you would like to be making right now? Like, you know, like it wasn't, it was nothing about, it was not that mom, it was that mom was running desperation, clothes finding errands for me when yeah. there actually would not have been any good answers. There was no, you know, there was no optimistic choice. It was just sure. wear it, Rachel, and just don't think that it matters, which is really what I had to do. And it was my big time to have a black eye and because um <laughs> i've told this story on the podcast yeah, before but it's a good but one but we were i was goodie. nursing the twins which if you are asking yourself that uses both of your arms i was sitting holding both of them nursing them and luke was playing with our other girls across a long living room and they were uh batting balloons with a with a Melissa and Doug broom that had a wood little yeah. broom end. Yeah. And Luke just swung the broom and the the head of it, the little wood end of it came off and it just on a rope across the room and binged me. Like I turned my head and it just hit me. And it was a magnificent situation and and I also learned at that time and it was before Easter so it really it was like you're nursing the twins you're never sleeping you have an enormous black eye situation that it for sure was more than it was a real spreader it was a real it was and it was like could you feel more beleaguered I don't know I don't think so and let me tell you guys that I did not have a favorite jumpsuit I would have wanted to be seen in so it was not like there was something else I wanted to wear but it was a really dark time guys it was dark and at that time I did also notice that if you ever wonder if a woman is abused you should actually ask her rather than just feel really panicky around her which is what I noticed is that if you are a mother of four very small children and you have a whopper of a black eye (laughs) and in 
even worse if Luke was with us. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Luke is big. He's like yeah. a tall, big man. And so, like, people, the amount of people that panicked and wouldn't look at me or, like, got yeah. really weird. Like, yeah. the barista that was is, like... Yeah. I mean, it was weird. And you felt like yeah. you had to just be like, so anyways, I love my husband who is a very kind soul. And my black eye has nothing to do with him. But it well, does. It does because but he it was an Melissa. <laughs> like, he accidentally hit me with a broom. <laughs> a baby broom. A baby broom. Anyways, oh, man. What I'm saying is I've, I'm not telling you to sacrifice things. That I myself have never <laughs> imagined having to sacrifice something. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying, no, you don't, you're not nursing forever. It might feel no. like it, but you're no. not. Well, I, we could, if we you want to do, do a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're going to speak to you about legs about, of breastfeeding. And we're no. going to talk about attachment parenting some more. Yeah. No, well, whatever no. the case, we're old ladies now, yeah. so we earn the right. In, yeah. through our own uh, difficult living to have high, wide, and handsome <laughs> opinions. So, there you go. We got them, though. Yeah, we got them We all. got them out. But, um, do you have a tip? I do. I, you know that funny thing that was going all around about don't make um, too much soup. soup. Yeah, it was good. Well, it was a blessing. I thought it was funny, but I've never done that. I've never frozen soup in large quantities and I've no it's just not a thing that happens to me. We given that we have soup night, um, I have on more than one occasion made six gallons of soup only to discover, oh, it was orchestra practice tonight and only six people could oh, make it. Oh, got it. Yeah. And then you have just gallons of soup in your fridge that persecutes everyone for too long. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So what I do what anyways, on the thread discussing that someone recommended a product that I quite like that are okay. called super cubes, but it's a silicone um, freezer thing. How big? Well, they come in different units, but it will, you can get one that I got them. Is because, it super cube spelled like a pun? Yeah. Okay. It's like a hairdressing place would pun it. Yeah. S O U P the right. super cubes. Yeah. Um, but I got one that is one cup, one cup pieces. Okay. It's like an ice cube tray, except it's silicone, so because they're so flexible. But it is has a wire frame in it, so it's not like sloppy. It's like, okay. and it has a lid. So you just put it, you snap the lid on it, you can freeze it, and then you can pop portion-sized okay. freezer cubes out. I have done this before where I make something that's like a good... Like, I will make sometimes a chili for myself that's, like, just a really healthy chili. Sure. Like, where it's, yeah. like, turkey and whatever, yeah. lots of veg things that sure. I want to eat. And then I freeze it, usually in little things so I can microwave it and yeah. have a good lunch for myself. Yeah. This just bypasses the other containers. It's like you just could have a frozen block of what you were going to make yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I got one that's half cup pieces because I freeze things like for Ezra. Like if I make a, sure, yeah. if I make chicken soup, I usually will take the remainder of the broth 
and whatever and throw rice in it and cook it until it's like mm. super it's like a great baby food if you let it cook okay. all the way until it's like really soft rice yeah. and the soft carrots and everything sure but you could freeze it in little half cup mm -hmm. measurements and have it ready to go nice. i nice. think they have a two cup one and a one cup and a half cup but either way the thing i like about them is that they they are tidy in the freezer they hold themselves up the lid fits well so they, i think my question here is is it meant to to live in the freezer or do you freeze it freeze and then pop them out and then you can put them in a ziplock or something yeah, is that could, what you're yeah. aiming for although i if you didn't need the thing again you could leave it in the freezer you could do either it's like you could either keep sure. the it has a lid okay. it's fine are but you saying you got this all since that Facebook post? Yes, because it wow. was in the comment wow. thread. Someone said that they used these, okay. and I was like, okay. "Wait a minute, that looks you really like took exactly you a thing got that it. I went. You got it done. I guess I did, but I really yeah. was having that situation yeah. with. Do you baby know what food. I did? This is hmm. what I should tell you off the podcast. Look at we're blathering on, but I ordered a pair of sneakers, which, as you know, is not rare. Yeah, I they seriously they made my feet go to sleep and it's so uncomfortable and like the top arch of my foot what always did you get well i'm getting to that but i'm okay. just saying sneakers generally that like tie up okay it makes the top of my foot go to sleep and it's the most obnoxious irritating thing and so i just really don't every so often i get inspired and think i'll get some sneakers and then okay. i just oh, i don't wear them and then a few years goes by and then I think I should get some sneakers. So we're in that part of the cycle. Okay. And so I got these hilarious Nikes that are the ones I remember so clearly from my childhood. They're like a 1970s mm, style mm, mm -hmm. Nike, which okay. very much cracks me yeah. up. It makes me feel all the feels about like Maybe Jazzercise is going on or right. or Jane Fonda workout okay. videos. Um, and so they came and they're kind of cute. I kind of like them. And they feel so very like my childhood. Mm -hmm. But I like couldn't stop looking at them and feeling real strongly that I needed to have one of those old school footy socks with a pom-pom on the back. Mm, yeah, <laughs> do you, you remember these? Yeah, I do. Because I asked my girls and they are like, a what? A and I was like, do you guys know about the, sh the socks with a pom-pom on the back? They're like, mom, what even are you speaking of? Why a pom-pom? Wherefore a pom-pom? <laughs> and I was like, you know, that was just such a thing that we all had all the time was yeah. the footy sock with a pom-pom on the back. Which actually, if you think about it now, looking back, that was smart because yeah. then your sock doesn't slip down into your shoe. That pom-pom keeps it out, you know, like there you go. Yeah. And anyway, uh, all I'm telling you is I now, I now have some socks with a pom-pom on the back. Oh, you found them. Oh yeah. Congrats. On the Amazon. I, I like Just speaking these, of taking action. These are features. Also, this makes me seem very vulnerable to puns. <laughs> features socks it's two e's the f e e t they make good running socks and okay. but they do this where it has a thicker part on the back so it would not oh, or a pom-pom rich yeah think about pom-pom these are not these are not the chipper chicken these mm. socks are more like when you really want to treat yourself to a sock you might buy a features sock. interesting okay all well we've, we've been, on too long 
Yeah, cool. we hope you still will like us. I don't know. We might have just we might have just done a quick purge nah. of our Think of us listenership. As just that if you stopped by some old lady's front porch and she just was like, "Know what I think?" Yeah, sort of go. a back That's, in my day. Back we in didn't, my time, we, we didn't, didn't do none go of this. Around yeah. and round, round the exactly. Rebo. You can put up with us a little longer, <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right. Until next All time. Right. Bye bye. bye.